East Coast Creepin' contains graphic and explicit content, which may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to our podcast, East Coast Creepin'. I'm Linda. I'm Lorraine. And I'm Leslie. We're three sisters from the Baltimore, Maryland area. Each week, Leslie will give her reaction to the true crime and paranormal stories that Lorraine and I tell from up and down the East Coast. Just as a reminder, we do not have a background in criminal justice, criminal investigation, medicine, or psychology. This is all for informative purposes. Ay, 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 ay. Five, six, seven, eight. I don't know what we're doing. My boot scooting baby is driving me crazy. No, no, no one. Okay. So I realized. <laughs> oh, oh, my wedgie. <laughs> so sorry. Christ. Right into my soundproof box. Great. <laughs> Bitch, what you was I going to say? So we were streaming. Someone was all, oh, Chicago, oh, things. But like, no. Today, I am not doing paranormal, everybody. Because I started to, and then I was like, ooh, I got sucked into something, so it doesn't matter. Leslie, where are we going? Chicago. Chicago? No. Oh, fuck. Or is it East Coast? Yeah. Okay. Uh, North Carolina. Wrong. I didn't even hit it. North. I think I hit Pennsylvania. Way north. Maine. Vermont. New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Back, back New Hampshire. We only there for a little bit, and like I realized, okay, so technically we're going to New Hampshire, and we're also going to Chicago, and we're going to Philly, and we're going to Fort Worth, Texas, and we're going to Boston, and we're going, <laughs> we going, we doing a Linda today. <laughs> oh snap! But she's looking up at the sky. I know, I see her. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, by the way, welcome to episode fifty. Yes. So this is episode 54, and this is part one of my crazy-ass story. Because I realized that this is real long. I got 12 pages. Holy cow. The 13th page is my sources. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to figure out what this is. What do you mean? Her. <laughs> oh. I'm your sister. That's what this is. So <laughs> me thinking while I'm eating wings, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, Linda's eating my leftover chicken wings from like Tuesday, and it's Sunday, and that's kind of gross. Uh, no. I don't know. I'm so weird about leftovers. I don't like leftovers. But I'll eat chicken wings like a day after. But that's it. So they've been leftovers don't bother me. Leftover. Uh, I've been poor. Bitch, are you stupid? We sisters. What does that have to do with anything? I, I fucking... Bitch, all I had for the longest time was fucking spaghetti. I hate spaghetti now because that's all I fucking had. I'm talking about when I moved that on my own. Yeah, me too. Fucking 99 cent for a box of five pounds spaghetti. <laughs> you just eat spaghetti for like a fucking week. I fucking hate spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, so then? 99 cents for five pounds? Oh, God. We don't talk about the shit that I had to go through. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh. Um, anyways, back to the story at hand. So today, we're going to talk about Herman Webster Mudgett. Look at me, Linda. Better known as 
H.H. Holmes. Ah, yes. <laughs> I know exactly who this is. I know exactly who this is. <laughs> Herman wipes away? Mudget. M-U-D-G-E-T-T? Mm-hmm. A. I know exactly who this is. I have no idea. Uh, oh, man. So. Ooh. Bitches, I need to try and move this thing, and it's like, okay. So, Herman Webster Mudgett was born May 16th, 1861 mm-hmm. in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And this is a roundabout time because they don't know the exact date of his birth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Mudgett was born into a wealthy family. His parents, Levi Horton Mudgett, and Theodate Page Price are devout Methodist and they are very strict disciplinarians. Always. Yeah, especially in this time. Everybody's, everybody's a little angry. Brothers, sisters? We're getting there. Oh, okay, <laughs> Levi is a farmer and he is a violent alcoholic. He beat his children and when they would misbehave, he would lock them in the attic for hours. Hours in the attic. <sighs> that's that's all you really get about siblings. Okay. <laughs> like there are things that are known about him, but there's not a lot of things that are known about him at the same time. If that makes sense, you like a lot of things known about his later life, not his early life. Yeah, and like there are things known about his early life, but it's just like things. And then I'm pretty sure his siblings were like, "We don't want shit to do with him," so we're not oh, claiming okay. siblingage to him. I don't want anything to do with him either. I mean. I don't really claim Lydia. His, never mind. Okay. Uh, yes and no, but then also we don't know <laughs> if this is the actual date of his birth because they don't know. Okay. So, and these are wealthy people not keeping track of their shit, girl. Anyway, <laughs> so it is believed that he showed signs of high intelligence from a very early age. And one of the things, aside from, like, him being intelligent, is that he was a very shy child, and he was easily startled. So, <laughs> boo. Ah! <laughs> yes, basically. So, a lot of the kids in school used that to their advantage, and he was bullied all the freaking time. Like, people would beat the crap out of him or just randomly, like, scare him because they thought it was hilarious because... You could literally be staring at him and just be like, and he would freak out. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, I know some people like that, and I think it's funny, but I don't do it all the time. (laughs) Not all the time. She does do it. Yeah, I do. I used to when I was, like, in elementary school. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so they ended up figuring out his biggest fear at the time. And they did not know. Well, I guess they did know because they figured it out. Whatever. He was extremely scared of the doctor's office. But not because, like, he had white coat syndrome or something. It was because, at this time, he had heard a lot of stories about evil potions being made in the back of the doctor's office. And there being jars of human remains just, like, fermenting and festering in the back of the office. So, he was just like, hell no. I'm not going to the doctor's office. He wouldn't go near it. Like, if he had to walk somewhere that he had to go past it, he would, like, cross the street, go across the street, and then cross the street to come back. And it's, like, just one of those things. So, one evening after they figured this out, I think he was maybe about, like, eight. Apparently, supposedly, what has been told to us, these children... Dressed up like doctors? Snatched him up! 
took him to the doctor's office, which was somehow unlocked. They managed to get him into this doctor's office while it was, like, closed. No one's in there. They throw him into this doctor's office. But before they got him into the doctor's office, they managed to rig an anatomical skeleton so that when he was walking in a certain part, it would fling out into his face. Holy shit. Nope. (laughs) No, because that must have taken a long time for you to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of kids. And you, let me tell you, my nine, ten-year-old ass, I would have just been like, just put that shit standing in the middle of the room. That's it. That's all I'm doing. Right. They got this thing to pop out at him while, I don't know. I don't know. So that kind of scared the shit out of him. But then at the same time, it sort of had the opposite effect. It excited him. A little bit, yeah. Doesn't. Why do you look at me like that? <laughs> Nothing. She's stupid. Because <laughs> I'm catching on. Oh, really? So. <laughs> her and her nastiest chicken fingers. Anyway, <laughs> so. Then from that point on, he became fascinated with skeletons and he became obsessed with death. And they said from this moment, he kind of decided he wanted to pursue a career in medicine. And I mean, he's intelligent. Why not? You're from a wealthy family. Go for it. They can supply you with the money you need for a medical school. He was smart. Uh, we're getting there. So it was said that he was smart. I think he was smart for being the farmer's son. Okay. That's what I'm that's where I'm gonna put that. He said he was rich. Uh, everyone said he was rich, but he's also his dad's a farmer and an alcoholic. Oh, I missed that part. So like <laughs> it confused me, so I don't know if like his mom's from money or something. I don't know. Whatever. I couldn't find anything on it because they don't really have probably anything. St- he was probably selling eggs. <laughs> Golden eggs. Golden eggs. Hard-boiled <laughs> eggs. Mm. Oh, I could go for some deviled eggs right now. <laughs> the devil's eggs. I'm anyway. Go home. So he has this interest in medicine, which put him down the path of trapping animals, killing them, huh? and performing surgery on the animals. While they were alive? It was like he would either perform surgeries on them, like mock surgeries, you know? Uh-huh. You never done that to your baby doll? Like, hand me the hemostats. No, hemostat. It clamps your vessels so you don't bleed out. Negative. Anyway. It makes sense because it came out. Okay. Anyway, so. Yeah, he would perform surgeries on animals and shit, and he would also kind of torture animals. And it is suspected, this is not verified, certified, corroborated, as Linda says. Mm-hmm. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some accounts indicate that he may be responsible or? for another child's death oh. during his childhood. Um, no notes. Just saying. A lot of people. <laughs> was that your stomach? She burped, but tried covering it up. It sounded like she like watery shit in her pants. <laughs> I felt like a dinosaur ready to burn everything down. <laughs> Calm down, Godzilla. All right. <laughs> 
You can see is me. Yeah, she keeps like <laughs> popping out to try and see me, and I'm just like, just stay back there. Yeah. Anyway, she wants to talk to you. I can't even realize how important it was to me until. <laughs> oh God. I made a soundproof box, and it kind of makes you feel like the neighbor from Home Improvement because, like. If you lower the top, you can only see, like, your eyes up. And Linda is currently behind it. Last episode, I was in the box. <laughs> this episode, Linda's in the box. Well, the thing that gets me is, like, I know that if, if Lorraine's looking at me, all she sees is my head going, like, <laughs> my, my bun just going back and forth. It's more of the the metal frame to the headphones. Oh, my bun's not my bun's floppy right now. I'm yeah, your bun's not as high as it normally is. I should fix that. Anyway, so my wings are good. Thank you. You're welcome. They're old. It's disgusting. See what they? She keeps peeking out like a goddamn Cabbage Patch kid. <laughs> anyway, so after graduating high school at age 16. Mudgett changed his name to Henry Howard Holmes. I would have done it too. And later in his life, he would be known as H.H. Holmes, and he changed his name in homage to Sherlock Holmes, his favorite detective. Yep. <laughs> I don't need to see you. When did he change his name? 16, <clears throat> when he finished high school. Okay. At 17 years old, he married his childhood sweetheart, Clara Lovering. Is she staring at you like a fucking weirdo? <laughs> no. She's staring at me like a one. <laughs> it has potatoes. <laughs> which I know what that means. But it's 60 milligrams, which is 2%. What? Potatoes? Potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, him and Clara got married when he was 17. Clara is about the same age as him. They were married before a New Hampshire Justice of the Peace. Peace. I almost said peach. In 1880, he began an apprenticeship under Dr. White in town. This is the... Wait. (laughs) In town, that's not his last name, right? (laughs) It's like a doctor in town? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) In the town that he lives in. Okay, just need to make sure, because I thought he was like Dr. White in town. I was like... No. "Hmm, Dr. White in In town. Okay. I got this. This is also the same doctor who he was scared of going into his doctor's office as a child. That's so weird. With the skeleton? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And apparently, uh-huh. Holmes was the perfect pupil for Dr. White because Holmes was extremely fascinated by human anatomy and the way things worked on the inside. Why does this sound familiar? That's a lie. Because everyone's all fucked up. Okay. We have not done this before. I promise you that. No, 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 no. I mean, just in general. Oh, because everybody knows this motherfucker. You don't know this motherfucker? What's wrong with you? Trust me, you'll know who he is by the end. Okay. You'll you'll be like, oh, shit. Because, like, you'll know. All right. We got you. Okay. Well, I will know about him at the end of the episode. Yeah. Because we would have gone through his life and everything, so it's okay. Linda, handle your sister. 
She's being sassy. Handle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, so he was considered the pu- 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 perfect pupil. Perfect pupil. Because he was fascinated with anatomy, and Dr. White was very outspoken about human dissection and the use of cadavers during medical school, which was slightly taboo. Like, it was a thing that you did in medical school, but there was a lot of ethics debates behind it. So, at this point in time, like, in the 1880s to, like, the early 1900s, medical school enrollments are just increasing like crazy so stealing cadavers grave robbing all that shit is on the rise because it's really hard trying to get like what they call the perfect cadaver to do these medical exams well not exams but like do the little auditoriums and have all your students there and then you can only keep that shit for so long right so icebox it's where my heart used to be Fuck you. (laughs) It's okay. No one's going to know two people said it at once. (laughs) I know, right? Now they are because she said the F you. So (laughs) it wasn't illegal to get a hold of them. It was just really difficult. And at this point in time, people are pretty sure that Holmes was out grave robbing with Dr. White in order to get cadavers and sell them to universities or use them for their own purposes kind of thing not too sure but we're because they taught no Mm -mm. and so they don't like you're not keeping record like so i know that's what i'm saying so like no one no one knows in the same year, 1880, he decided to start studying medicine at a small school in vermont before he was accepted into the University of Michigan Medical School. And while... Ooh, sorry, Linda. I hit your box. You're good. (laughs) While he's at this school in Vermont... No, I lied. While he's in medical school. Sorry. He is stealing cadavers from the lab. So Mm -hmm. he's actually stealing cadavers from the freaking school. Right. Uh, He's burning them. He's disfiguring them. And he would take the bodies and kind of plant them in situations where it looked like the person was killed in an accident. So people were like, what the fuck is going on? But then later they kind of find out he's doing these things, making up a fake identity for this person and collecting insurance money on that cadaver. Mm -hmm. That's wild. (laughs) A girl. How? how uh. It only gets better. <laughs> John Madden is a fellow student, and he was in classes with Holmes. He recalls Holmes once asking a professor to let him take home a cadaver of a baby with him because they were going on vacation, and he wanted to kind of, like, experiment with this baby. But he didn't really say it like that, but he was just like... I want to take this baby home, and I need to learn anatomy more. That's not weird. Well, what's even weirder is the fucking teacher let him. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) And it is said that so he's very committed. (laughs) Basically, I mean, I I don't even know. So Holmes (laughs) Holmes takes the cadaver home. Uh, Mind you, he's living with Clara. Clara's. 
his I've wife. I've heard about her already. And they're in this little house uh-huh. in Vermont. Yep. He has a housekeeper because they're kind of like in this apartment tenant situation. He took the cadaver of the infant home and they were going out for dinner. So he oh put... Oh my God, did he put it in a basket and take it with them? He put the baby under the bed. I was going to say, he's leaving that baby in the house. He put the, the baby... fine. Yeah, he put the baby under the bed and the housekeeper is going around doing her job, keeping the house, cleaning. She goes into the bedroom... And then she's cleaning under the bed, and the eyes of this dead baby are just staring at her. The baby's eyes are open? Yeah. Why wouldn't you close them? Because at this point, it's for medical purposes, so I don't <laughs> think... Why are you staring at me like that? <laughs> That's how the baby looked at the housekeeper. <laughs> so after that moment, the housekeeper was just like, I want nothing to do with this man. I want nothing to do with cleaning this room. I am never going in there again. And, you know, that's fine. Because he ended up not living there for much longer because he was having trouble getting money to pay for housing and schooling. So he only had enough money to finish off one more year there. How many years do you need? It's medical school. How many years do you need? I don't know. It's different back in the... That whatever time he's in. (laughs) Early 1900s. Also that, yes. Yeah, I think at this point, there were there are a couple of different ways that you could get into um, being a doctor. Like, you can do how he started. He did his apprenticeship under uh-huh. a doctor, kind of like how the nurses did. Remember the crazy nurse lady that I talked mm-hmm. about? Yes, yes, yes. How she did her apprenticeship and then went into a program. <clears throat> I really feel like it was probably <laughs> somewhere from, like, four to six years. Okay. That's not bad. I mean, so it's... So, you only got two? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what did you just say? <laughs> anyway, so in 1882, Holmes finally, oh, Holmes had enough money for another year of school. But because of his financial hardship, he was too ashamed to enroll back into that uh, school in Vermont. So he enrolled in the University of Michigan. That's a quite a hike. Mm, yeah. Oh, he was ashamed of his financial hardship and his grades because he did not do so well on his finals because he was not as bright as he thought he was once you shove him into the big pond with all of the really smart kids. I mean, I guess so. I don't know, man. You know, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't have given her a freaking... Don't you dare touch that thing right now. Unless you're doing that on my ankle or something. Don't you touch that. Anyway, so. (laughs) What is wrong with that? I don't know. I really don't know right now. Linda, don't fuck with that shit. Don't you dare go around stabbing yourself with my shit. No, 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 no. Anyway, so Holmes continued to struggle with school at the University of Michigan, but at this point he decided. He's he was actually going to study? No. He's oh. blaming it all on Clara. <gasps> Damn, Damn it, Clara. No, blaming Clara. it all on Clara. And so one of the harder things about this with him, like what he claimed is harder, is because now Clara and him have a baby. Oh, no. So he's like, I have to, this baby I have to provide for. Damn it, baby. I have you I have to provide for. Damn it, Clara. How are you going <sighs> to? Don't. 
<laughs> yeah, Linda. <laughs> She's so stupid sometimes. <laughs> so, but at this point, none of this is making sense because I'm going to get there in this next sentence. Clara, during the day, is working at a dress factory. So she's making dresses, bringing home the money. He's at home watching himself and studying because the baby is going to work with Clara. Where's your excuse? You're not even watching the baby. Your wife is the one going out to work it's at the, the dress factory, getting fucking lint lung and shit. <laughs> and you over here like, ugh, I can't. You lint liquor. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So, anyways, he's blaming her for his poor school performance. It's a hot fucking mess. And, like, she would come home at night and neighbors were just like, you could hear like a lot of fighting and a lot of neighbors reported domestic abuse. You know what? I'm sitting here thinking that he's fighting by himself like during the day. Like they're coming home telling her, yo, he was fighting himself again. I don't know if you want to go in there. <laughs> I mean, he probably could have been or he could have been boxing with the cadaver he took home. Who knows? This is true. This is true. The anatomical... so the neighbors are reporting domestic abuse towards clara by holmes in early 1884 clara leaves they remain separated for the rest of their lives never legally divorcing keep this in your frontal lobes people my prontal lobe. <laughs> right there. Just keep it there in the front of your mind. In the front of your mind. <laughs> so shortly after Clara leaves, he decides, okay, well, I need my wife to believe that, like, I'm never going to come back. So what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> it's okay. It needs to be something to stare at because this is boring in here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's decorating. <laughs> I swear to God, if I ever got solitary confinement, I couldn't do it. You're not even solitary. <laughs> She's literally sitting, not even two feet in front of me. There's a box in between <laughs> us. Anyway, so Holmes had started a rumor about himself that he, in a roundabout fucking long ring around the rosy way would end up getting back to Clara that Holmes was in a train accident and he lost his memory. What in the world? Yes. So then he was never going to come home to her. So she didn't have to worry about it. And there's also things said that Holmes had actually filed for a divorce from Clara, but she never received her side of the paperwork. So it ended up just kind of sitting in the courtrooms. I don't know, the cloud. And they were just like, okay, we still haven't gotten any action from either side. Whatever. We're just going to close this case and they're still married. Interesting. What the hell? So, like, it doesn't matter what the fuck happened because they're still married. Okay. This whole time. <clears throat> okay. This whole time. They're still married. And they have a baby. Okay? And they have a baby. <sighs> so, with Clara gone and him quote-unquote, being impaired in a train wreck, he decides to throw himself back into his studies. But he is now having financial issues because Clara is no longer there working. I was going to say she was paying for it. Yep. 
So Holmes gets a job with his professor preparing bodies for dissection. Hmm. Who would have thunk it? <clears throat> Not I. One night, when Holmes is supposed to be procuring one of these bodies for dissection, a resident from Ann Arbor, which is the area that he lives in, apparently died after having a brief illness. Hmm. And everyone was like, huh, we don't really know this student. But apparently Holmes did, because he collected the insurance money on the dead student that no one knew about. What? Mm-hmm. 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 Interesting. Yep. <clears throat> but it's okay. But was this an actual student, though? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the cadaver, because the cadaver went missing. But then the student showed up that no one knew about, but he got the insurance money on that student. Here he goes again. <laughs> <laughs> so... Making my brain hurt already. <laughs> with this whole scandal behind him... Because it was like this whole thing. What people noticed that he was doing is Holmes was taking out insurance policies on people before planting the bodies and collecting the money once the bodies were discovered. Hmm. And there are some stories that in 1884, he almost didn't graduate college because a widow hairdresser accused him of making a false promise of marrying her. And this apparently almost ruined him. But I, literally, I could not find... I had, like, thousands of tabs open to the point where I had other windows with more tabs open. <laughs> and I could not find anything on this, like, supposed hairdresser drama. And everything always just said, a hair-widowed hairdresser. And he almost didn't graduate college a because hair of A hair-widowed hairdresser. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that what she said? I don't yeah, know. I Me either. <laughs> I, I hear everything. Because <laughs> she's hyper-focused. <laughs> a widowed hairdresser accused him of going to marry her, and then he didn't. So, like, that's literally... It was the same sentence. It was literally, in 1884, he was nearly prevented from graduating when a widowed hairdresser accused him of making a false promise of marriage to her. That sentence in every fucking article. And I'm like, that's it. That's it. That's all I get. So, so how does that keep you from getting a... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's all I got. I need to know. <laughs> well, you look that up in your Good booth. Luck. You look that up in your booth while I figure this out. 100%. Me and my wall art are going to look this up. So, in 1884, Holmes passed his medical exams at the age of 23. And he moves to more full... full, Bitch! More... M-O-O-R-E Forks F-O-R-K-S New York where he worked as a part-time teacher and a doctor. Is he working under somebody else again, or no? Nope. No, because he... Nope. Uh, I, like, I feel like... So, some of the places he would kind of just work out of, like, a pharmacy or a drugstore mm-hmm. and just be like, I'm a doctor. Now, look at you looking like Linda. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this will prevent it from happening again. Maybe we should just, like, put a block there. It's not that, because this is, like, dangling. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Why does it sound weird now? Anyway. 
Um, what year know. was this in? 1884. Okay, continue. I'm listening, I swear. No one said you weren't. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So shortly after he moved into this town of more for more forks, more forks. I want to keep saying more folks, more forks, more forks, por favor, please, mm-hmm. more forks. <laughs> anyway, to town in New York, uh-huh. more forks, New York. <laughs> you, go. you got it. <laughs> so shortly after he moves here, there is a smallpox outbreak and he's like hallelujah because he's an asshole anyway (laughs) he gets all the bodies Uh, not really he bought vaccines i can hear your every move bitch (laughs) he he okay as long as it wasn't me (laughs) (laughs) he bought vaccines and his idea was i'm gonna go door to door and sell these around this town for 25 cents a pop which is about six dollars and fifty cents today okay it was fucking 1880 what four he's in the small ass town of more forks no one's got 25 cents to pay him anyway so he's going around the town and no one is buying this from him. No one knows him. No one trusts him because they don't fucking know him. He's this guy that just moved in. So he decides he's got a better idea. And this is where he becomes a traveling doctor salesman. No. No. Oh. He is pretending to be with the board of health <gasps> and he is a government worker and they are mandated by the government to pay 25 cents for each shot and if they refuse they will be charged federally ah. for refusing these shots mm-hmm. does he administer these shots to uh-huh. people? oh my good mm-hmm. <sighs> injections aren't that hard anyway so he's doing this scam and he has all of this money because he's making 25 cents a pop people in this place have like at least four people in their family right so he's like it's crazy a dollar every 30 minutes (laughs) (laughs) so with all of this money he has the funds in order to buy an office that he had been wanting to buy and he turns that office into a lab where he is going to make a patent cure-all medicine but the thing is, this medicine that he is looking to make is already sold over the counter. But his idea is, okay, they did the hard work. I'm going to do the easy work of trying to find something with similar ingredients that I can make and I can sell over the counter and tell people it's this wonderful miracle drug and it's going to be great. And oh, it's going to work God. out. Advil? Nah. <laughs> it was like, it was something weird because the next one that he does even weirder but that's for a while so we got a while till we get there <laughs> stay tuned to the next episode um maybe 
Oh, my God. So this didn't work out because there were a shit ton of other people in the town, not in the town, but like in the area doing the same things who are actually smart people and know what they're doing. And he's just kind of like grabbing shit and trying to figure it out and probably blowing shit up in his lab. (laughs) So he's having absolutely no luck. He's running out of money. And his landlord's like, come on, I need the money from you. But at the same time, the landlord needed something from him. So the landlord had a friend who had passed away and they needed someone who was accredited to perform an autopsy on this person in order for the wife to receive a payout from the government. Hmm. Because... He's the man for the job. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So... Mm, where the heck was it? So he examined the body and he found that an old war wound was actually the reason why he died. That it was like something, some kind of complication that went along with that wound caused his death, which entitled the man's wife to a huge pension from the government. And Holmes decided, fuck yeah, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to get my money. So he holds the body ransom from the wife mind you his landlord is friends with the wife of this person so the landlord doesn't care he's about to get his money too (laughs) so (laughs) so holmes is like contacting the wife of this ex-soldier telling her like you need to pay me so much money i'm not going to give you your husband's body back this and that but he already sent her like the actual paper of like the coroner's report Mm -hmm. so she has that paper what holmes didn't know is just that paper was enough for her to send that in and get claim to her pension like the pension so she didn't need the body but once he found out that he had couldn't really get any claim to it he was like shit so then he gave her the body back and the landlord was very not pleased with that entire situation because he was like, why the fuck would you do that? Why? Uh-oh. Why? Because of that, the landlord started hounding Holmes even more about his rent. He just up and left in the middle of the night. Well, Holmes shit. did? Mm-hmm. He <clears throat> decided to pack all of his shit, and he left in the middle of the night, and he made his way to Pennsylvania. Mm. What? I don't know. Wait, he was in Michigan at this time, right? No, he was in New York. More forks. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. He went from Michigan to New York. (laughs) So at this time, he's in Pennsylvania. Not too much about his life is known. And he does... He's told things about what happens in this part of his life. But I don't know if we can believe him too much. He claims that he met up with an old college friend. Hmm. I don't know if he even fucking has friends because everyone said, like, from college that he was weird and so, like, detached from anyone. No one really considered themselves their, his friend, so the motherfucker didn't have no friends. He had a whole bunch of acquaintances. I don't even know if he had that. He could have. He knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody. I don't know. I would have just been like, yo, that's that cadaver guy. <laughs> fucking run. Stay away from him. Oh, my God. <laughs> so... Him and his old college friend started talking about get-rich schemes that they could figure out together, a.k.a. insurance fraud. I mean, if that's the way you want to put it, I guess so. No, it's insurance fraud. Eh, English. The idea that they had was to have a third friend 
exhibit C, fake their death. And then the two of them would claim the insurance money. But the whole reason they're using this third friend is because he has a wife and children. So that friend, their insurance money, like the payout is going to be a lot more than two single dudes. Like, right. So they were like, yeah, it's going to work. It's going to be great. We're going to collect the money and we're going to split it three ways. But while they're like doing all of this, Holmes found out while researching insurance fraud, he's researching insurance fraud, <laughs> that insurance companies were catching on to people doing insurance fraud and they wouldn't pay out unless they had substantial evidence that the body was actually the real person. How would you show that back then? Like, there's no DNA testing or anything like that. So a lot of the things that they used, which is why people, it was so easy to get away with insurance. It wasn't easy, but it was easier to get away with insurance fraud is because you just get a homeless person or you get a cadaver or Mm -hmm. you get someone who's already dead and like being waiting, waiting to be buried. As long as they fit kind of the same build that you do. (laughs) And then let's say, I don't know, Linda and Lydia are about the same height, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say you and Lydia because you and Lydia fit more the same build. I don't know. In my head. Anyway, we'll say we killed you. But we're trying to say is Lydia. Mm-hmm. So we make Lydia go into hiding. And we just, like, make you have an accident where your face gets all fucked up. Yeah. But you still look like you. And I'm going to have your husband come from over yonder and be like, yeah, that's my wife. Okay. That's it. You get your insurance Sorry, payout. Lydia's husband. She ain't got no husband. That's like gave her husband. <laughs> <laughs> You're in hell with so it was just like it was things like that and then a little bit later they started doing like dental records Mm -hmm. and a lot of the times still they do dental records or if you had something like tattoos or they had tattoos back then yeah (laughs) she can't see my face she don't know what's going on back here she gave me that look she's like huh (laughs) you messing up my wallpaper (laughs) I'm just seeing what's going on in there. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know. <laughs> we have no idea. She keeps on looking at me and nodding. And, <laughs> and then doing whatever she's doing. So, uh, yeah, it was just things like that. Like, things that you could easily identify someone with. Or, like, mm, deformities from birth and shit like that. Right. But for the most part, as long as you had someone who slightly resembled a person and you put them in an accident and you fucked up their face to the point where you could kind of tell who they were, mm-hmm, you're good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> There's something wrong with I her. I can't. What is her saying? <laughs> <laughs> today, just right now. <laughs> Nut box. So now <laughs> Holmes is going from city to city. CT to city. He never went through the plans with the insurance fraud in Pennsylvania, supposedly. So now he is 25 years old and he's just going around doing whatever so he's going from place to place but he's only staying long enough to pile up debt and then and leave then again skip town hey. oh, mm-hmm. and and he's still using the same name everywhere nope. so we know him as hh holmes but he is using aliases from every town we do not know all of the names he has used 
Okay. Because he would... Sometimes he would go to, like, a big city and be literally, like, on the east side of the city using one he name. He ain't no Terry Rasmussen. <laughs> no. And then he'd go... Getting his name out there with his fingerprints. Stupid. <laughs> 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 uh-huh, uh-huh. People back then didn't have fingerprints. Orange juice? Lemon juice? <laughs> pineapple juice. Pineapple juice. Did they even have pineapples over here? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Mm. Pineapples were an exotic <laughs> import. In the 1800s? Yes. Mm. <laughs> Bananas, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Bananas? <laughs> hmm. Pirates. Ah, <laughs> pirates. Okay. I got this. Uh, all the people with scurvy <laughs> have to do eat a banana. <laughs> anyway, so he's 25 years old. He's doing all this shit. He is perfecting his persona at this point. He is charming. He's putting an effort into his clothing, his appearance. Hmm. And he is being very extroverted. He is no longer the shy, weird, whatever mudget he was when he was born. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Something mudget. Oh, Herman, Herman Webster, Webster. And it's even the fucking title of my Word document, and I can't just look up to read. <laughs> it's too oh, hard. My it's God. too hard. <laughs> so, sometime in 1885, Holmes, Holmes meets Myrta Belknap. Myrta. M-I-R-T-A. Sounds familiar. Why? Ooh. B-E-L-K-N-A-P. What, when was this? 80- Belknap? It's Belknap. 1885? Yes. Sometime in 1885. She is quick-witted, funny, she's independent, she loves traveling, and she's mm-hmm. just, like, ready to get out there in the world. So shortly after meeting, they get engaged, and they settle down in Chicago in mid-1886, marrying sometime between 1885 and 1886. Mind you, he is still married to Clara. Yeah. They never got divorced. Yeah, so this marriage (laughs) is off the books. He loved living in Chicago. Let me tell you that now. I bet he did. He loved it because he was... All those homeless people. Oh. And he was basically a no one. Mm Mm-hmm especially to creditors and he was able to just stay ahead of all of the creditors i stuttered uh, <laughs> for most of the time while he was in chicago he almost immediately found a couple that he was going to snag into his first scheme while he was there they owned a drugstore mm-hmm. and he also realized that they were totally in over their heads they were struggling to make profit but he's a new guy in town so he sold to them that he is an experienced businessman and he's going to offer them help. Hmm. This man been in debt his whole life. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know that. I know about debt. Come here, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Basically. Oh my god. So, he got a job working at the pharmacy under the alias of Dr. Henry H. Holmes. He started stealing pieces of equipment from the pharmacy drugstore place almost every day somehow some way somewhere out there the drugstore owner died <gasps> no dun, dun, dun. 
And in him dying, he left his store to his wife. Hmm. So the wife is taking over responsibilities for this store, and she doesn't know what the heck to do, really. So Holmes approaches her and is like, hey, I know about that. I can take the store <laughs> off your hands. Let me buy this. And with him stealing everything and basically running the store into the ground, he tanked the retail value of that store that he basically bought it for nothing. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's so fucking weird. <laughs> She's got to be drawing us or something. I don't no. know. He buys the store. I can't fit He's any ta- paper in here. That's why I'm sad. Or else I would be. <laughs> He's taking it over. And soon after, the widow is never seen again. No one knows what happens to her. According to him, he told everyone she went to California to go live with family that was out there somewhere. Oh, I'm sitting here thinking she's like in Europe or something, living her best she life in Italy. Bitch, she could barely keep open this fucking store and her husband just died. Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> so he claims she moved to California that was never verified. No one ever saw her again. And as far as everyone knew, she didn't have family in California. So why the fuck was she going to California? That's what they knew, but that's not what was real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. Look at this goat, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I hate goats. You got sunglasses. How can you hate that? The gold chain. Yeah, I, I know. They're fucking screwdriver eyeballs. I don't like them. <laughs> I mean, this is true, though. I don't I forgot like about that. I fucking hate that shit. When animal care and management in high school, there we had a goat. Like, so it was animal care and management, and I just took it so I didn't have to do anything that period. But I liked that class. Anyway, our teacher had a farm, and she brought the baby goat in, like, all the goddamn time. Was and that alive or dead? It was alive. We and that thing talking. loved me, and I don't know why. It would just sit next to me, and then when it, like, got spunky enough, it would start jumping on my desk <laughs> and just standing there. I do want to do baby goat yoga. Just, like, belting, and I was just like... <laughs> ah, I fucking hate goats. They scare the shit out of me. He would just stare at me, and I'm like, ooh, fucking Satan. <laughs> <laughs> It was my senior year of high school. That was the last shit I like needed. that baby under the bed. That's basically what I felt. I fucking oh my god! Oh. She was just like, "Oh, he loves you," and I was like, "Yeah, goat tastes good too." Oh, ooh. Ooh. I mean it does. Anybody, y'all have had goat before? Don't make that face. I, I don't even know. Face. I know she is back there. No, she no. Not. she was going through her Instagram. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so. He has this pharmacy. In early 1887, he purchases a plot of land to build a new two-story building. He told everyone that he was going to become a real estate mogul and a landlord. Sounds about right. He knows about debt. He's a doctor. He knows about debt. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're getting there. So the first floor was for retail stores and a new drugstore because he is a doctor. Mm, The second floor would be apartments. Because he wants to be a landlord. Okay. Like an idiot. I don't know. Eh, Whatever. So the blueprints for this place were a little concerning to uh, construction workers, site managers, really anyone. So here are some of their concerns. In the back of the drugstore, 
there was a small secret room between the first and second floor. Just hanging out in there. He also had installed a hidden staircase. And the entrance for that staircase was found behind a trap door in the bathroom on the second floor. He is about to snatch up these... Wait, (laughs) did they actually build this the way he wanted it to? Holmes! (laughs) Was that this door? Anyway. No one really batted an eye because he was respectable and a doctor. And they passed off these parts of the building for rich people. Huh. I mean, I guess so. (laughs) Yep. Okay. So, they move forward with the plans and the building is being built. I'm pretty sure the building's like done being built. And he ended up staffing the drugstore with about 12 or more people. And with having employees now, like around him, because when he was just in like the drugstore across the street, it was really kind of just him and like the old lady, but then the old lady gone. So people started noticing his odd behaviors, but they didn't think too much of it because he's also this rich guy. So they're just like, he's just weird. This is one of those rich people things that they do. He's quirky. Yeah. Uh, The housekeeper for the entire building said that Holmes would be like, okay, I'm going out of town for the weekend with me and my wife. We go on bye-byes, go go do something. And then she would find him later that night when he was supposed to be gone, sneaking around the building in the dark. (laughs) And she she wouldn't say anything to him? Oh, no. She would ask him what the fuck he was doing because she's like... Aren't you supposed to be out of town? Yeah, and he was just like... He, she said that he would make up excuses like his plans fell through and all this stuff and he's so upset about it so he was just coming to work to do something but she's like but it's the middle of the night what are you talking about and she was like his excuses never made sense like it, they were never believable but I was just like okay yeah and then the custodian for the drugstore said that he noticed Mr. Holmes had a very large collection of mustaches and disguises. <laughs> mm-hmm. But at this point, all we know about Holmes is nonviolent crimes. I mean, yeah, he's like doing insurance fraud and scamming people out of money, but he's not actively killing these people. He's just like going, stealing cadavers, kind of like most people at this time are doing anyway, because they're just like grave robbing and then... Yeah, Oof. selling, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, this is Holmes' first known murder. Oh, mm. snap. We getting into it. So, it's mid-1889. Holmes is 28 years old. Mar- Myrta and Holmes have a daughter. Her name is Lucy. What Myrta didn't know about her loving doctor husband, who is now a real estate mogul and a landlord, is that... He was having an affair. Ooh. Holmes was cheating on Marta. Myrta. Bitches. God damn it. <laughs> Holmes was cheating on his wife with a cashier named Julia Connor. Hmm. By the end of 1891, Holmes became bored of Julia. <sighs> he killed her. I literally have insert eye roll here and Linda, like, sighed. <laughs> <laughs> so... He was just afraid that people were going to find out that he was sleeping with Julia and it was going to ruin his reputation because he was basically, okay, so he's like, 
I need to break up with her because she's boring now, but I can't just break up with her and then she's going to be like, eh, he broke up with me and then she's going to tell everyone that like I'm, I was seeing each other. Yeah, that we were having an affair and he was like, it's going to destroy my reputation. So I can't break up with her, but I need to cut her out of my life forever. So he cut her up into pieces. That was his last resort. <laughs> Uh, not entirely. <laughs> I gotta write that one down. <laughs> so, Christmas Eve of 1891, Julia and her six-year-old daughter, Pearl, are having dinner with the Crow family who live in the same apartment building, which is the same building that Holmes owns. The Crows told everyone that Julia was having dinner with them, and she talked to them about going to Davenport, Iowa, that her sister's having her wedding, but she wasn't leaving till after Christmas. That was, like, the one thing that she did say. Like, I'm going to my sister's. I'm going to be there for, like, the new year and everything, but I'm not leaving till after Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And this is Christmas Eve, so whatever. When Julia left their house, no one ever saw her or Pearl again. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But what Julia did not tell the crows is that she was pregnant with, oh. Hol- with Holmes's baby. Oh. Mm-hmm. And Holmes told Julia that she had to have an abortion because if their affair got out and everyone knew she was a hussy, that her reputation was going to be damaged, not his. I mean, this is also true. This is true, but... So... After much convincing on his part, Holmes convinced Julia to get an abortion, but he would be the one to perform the abortion because, of course, he is a a doctor. I is a doctor. He's professional. (laughs) He is a real estate mogul and a landlord, a.k.a. a doctor. Apparently, I need to be one of those. What are you squeaking about over there? (laughs) That was my (laughs) headphones (laughs) rubbing on my shoulder. Because she knew him so well, and she also knew he was a doctor, she trusted him completely. Big mistake. But she didn't know that he literally had never performed that kind of procedure ever in his entire life, let alone probably any procedure on a living human. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sounds like she doesn't know him as well as she thought she did. I don't think anybody <laughs> really knew him as well as they thought they did. So, Julia goes to Holmes' office in the building. She leaves her daughter, Pearl, upstairs in their apartment sleeping. And... This is still Christmas Eve? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. She left the crows, so her and her daughter go back to the apartment. She tucks her daughter in. She gets her ready for bed and everything. She's sleeping. And then once her daughter's asleep, she leaves the apartment and goes to Holmes' office, like, kind of in the basement area of this building. Not much is actually known about what really happens after this point. All they have is Holmes's confession, which we don't even know. Like, yeah. Did he say it was an accident? Holmes, <laughs> Holmes confessed that he never intended to harm Julia, that he was really trying to just perform the procedure. And then he was going to, like, send her away and since she was going to Davenport, like, cool beans, like, just stay fucking there. Yeah. I'll send you money or whatever. Things went wrong while he was doing the procedure and she ended up bleeding out and dying. Jeez. So, he was kind of like, well, I mean, 
her trip was coming up, so she was going to be gone anyway. So it kind of worked out pretty well for me. When did they find out about this then? It wasn't... We're getting there eventually. Okay. So Holmes said he dismembered her body Hmm. and burned it in a large furnace that he had in the basement. But Holmes had to tie up some loose ends. The daughter... Because Pearl is still alive, and she is sleeping upstairs in the apartment. Holmes never, ever, 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 ever talks about how he killed Pearl. But a lot of people suspect that he probably just went up to the apartment, had some anesthesia from the procedure that he did on her mother, and just, she's a six-year-old child. You don't need that much to for it to be a lethal injection. So he probably just gave it to her and then did the same thing he did to her that he did to the mom and just Mm. put her in the furnace. In covering up this entire situation, Holmes told him... (laughs) This psycho. Holmes told... (laughs) English is not my first language. So he's covering up... And he's telling all the neighbors, oh, yeah, I saw Julia and her daughter leave last night. I just realized that you said that English is not your first language. Anyway, so. She lying. So, uh, yeah, she left early. I saw her leaving when she left the crow's house because she was just like, hmm, going to get a head start. But the crows were like, oh, it's kind of weird because she told us she wasn't leaving till like, after Christmas. Mid-afternoon after yeah. Christmas. He... It's kind of like planting those like ideas that like, oh yeah, I saw her leave. And then he had all of these random like schemes going on in the background. He stopped them all. Cause he was like, I'm stopping all this shit right now because I know people are gonna notice she's not coming home. I need people to not notice me mm-hmm. other than the fact that like I'm her employer and her landlord. So he didn't come, well, they didn't come home. And no one's seen them. Everyone's reaching out to their family, kind of being like, oh, where are they? And their family's like, well, they never showed up for the wedding, so like, we don't know. And Holmes, at this point, is acting just as confused as everyone else. And he's like, I'm so worried. I don't know where they are. Blah, 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 blah. And he's actually writing letters to her family asking them where she is, if she's safe. He's, like, concerned about her safety. He's doing this for up to two months after he killed them. Oh, my gosh. And he started spreading a rumor that Julia probably left with some mystery man that he had seen, like, around the drugstore and around, like, the building. Oh, my God. And they moved to another state to live together, to be happily ever after, blah, 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 blah. Once he knew that he was, like, scot-free in the clear, he sold her fucking apartment to someone else he left all the furniture in there and everything all he did was clear out like real personal personal, belongings but he just sold the apartment to them oh he's skeezy he's skeezy skeezy with ending with his first murder that's where i'm ending it because at this point he's going to hire someone else and uh and then we have the world's fair which is kind of like Oh my god. So, this is the end of today's episode because we're already an hour into recording. 
<laughs> I haven't even got to the good shit yet. Actually, none of it's good. Like, the second half of this shit is crazy. Because I was, like, doing my notes. I'm like, wow, where is that crazy part that happens? And then I realized it's literally the end of his life. Which is, like, forever later. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, like, five pages into my notes right now talking to you. Maybe I should finish this page. Should I finish this page? Girl, I don't know. I don't know either. It's okay. You already said that you're stopping there, so just stop there. Well, I kind of wanted to see where we actually started talking. Because didn't we stop for a little bit in the beginning while I was recording? So I don't even know if this is... No? Ah. Anyway. Oh, no! I have a missing person I have to find to do. Uh, yeah? Oh, great. And Anne, it's New England State. They never have missing people. No, they do not. New Hampshire. Or should I do Chicago? New Hampshire. Actually, New Hampshire did have one. One that you did? No, there was a little girl. She was like four. Apparently, there's 42 missing people in New Hampshire right now. Should be uh, 74. 72. We were both wrong. See? I was at least closer. (laughs) Rude. So, today's missing person is from Manchester, New Hampshire. Her name is Harmony Montgomery. She is seven years old as of now. She was reported missing on December 30th, 2021. What? This doesn't make any sense. Anyway, the Manchester Police Department is asking for any help. There is no clothing description for her. She has blonde hair, blue eyes. She is about four feet tall. She weighs 50 pounds, and she is a white female. Their only thing they have on this was that the subject was last seen October 1st, 2019. But she wasn't reported missing till December 30th, 2021. I'm thinking this is a little sketchy, y'all. But, you know, Hmm. I just talk on a podcast. So what do I know? (laughs) Um, if you have any information, please contact New Hampshire State Police Missing Persons at 603-MCU-TIPS. And that is 603-223-3859. And again, it is Harmony Montgomery from New Hampshire, Manchester, New Hampshire. Yeah, well, that sounds real sketchy to me. I don't know about y'all, but they ain't got nothing other than she was last seen October 1st, 2019. <laughs> Who doesn't think that's weird? That's like two years before they report her missing. Well, maybe it was like the ones that I was talking about last week where the family just, like the, the mom got in an argument and took the kids. And then next thing they know, they're like, we haven't heard from her since. Like something has to be wrong. And no matter what they tried, like they just weren't there. I guess. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. No. Oh, my God. Anyway, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. (laughs) Shit. Subscribe to our Patreon. At ECC the podcast. Linda is currently doing her thing. Not right now in this moment because she's currently hiding in a box in the recording room. Uh, but she will be making things for our Patreon because it You're. is that time of their time mm. <laughs> that we will be sending them things. And uh, don't forget to rate and review. Yeah. Fuck. My brain is not working right now. 
it's like nothing is working. I'm still thinking about this little missing girl in New Hampshire and it's bugging the shit out of me. There's no one else being but Okay, whatever. It's You're just welcome. me. Uh, yes. Uh, rate and review, please. Because then that gets us out everywhere. And happy with one year, one week. Ooh. Ooh. Linda's in a box. Hey, hey. Oh my god, we gotta. So, do you take pictures? We're gonna post pictures of Linda in a box. <laughs> oh, you're gonna see his box. Negative. Anyway, Linda's being a weirdo. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to East Coast Creepin'. Cover art by Leslie Lozano. Music from Premium Beat. Editing by Larry Bark at Revitalist Recording Studio. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ECC The Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review. See ya!